Hey families, before we start this episode, I have a request for you. We are so glad that you're listening to Hebrew School, and we want even more people to join the fun. One of the best ways to help our show is to rate and review Hebrew School on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I love reading reviews, and they really make a difference in helping people find our show. Kids, we especially would love reviews from you. So when you're done listening to this episode, remember to write a review. Okay, here's the show. Two slices of bread, a hunk of cheddar cheese, some butter. Oh, and yeah, of course, chocolate chips. I think I have everything I need to make my favorite snack, chocolate chip grilled cheese. Doesn't that sound good to you? No? Well, how about my no-fail recipe for chicken soup with fried banana? You don't want to try? Okay, how about my all-time favorite dessert, tuna cookies? Okay, okay, I, I guess we all have different tastes. No need to yuck my yum. Even if we all think different things are delicious, I think we can all agree that food is pretty great. Whether we're eating breakfast before getting on the school bus or joining our family for the Passover Seder, food plays a really big role in our lives. Let's learn a bit more about food and how it connects to Judaism on today's episode of Hebrew School. Hebrew School is the game show where awesome kids learn about all things Jewish. I'm your host and resident chef, Sarah Fredman Ader. Joining us today is a contestant who definitely wants one of my tuna cookies, Micah. Here's your cookie. Thanks. Are you excited to eat it? Not really. Oh. Well, you know what? Put it in your bag for later. You might enjoy it. Okay. Okay, well, Micah, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I'm nine. I live in San Bruno, California. I like to play basketball and baseball. My favorite team is the Giants, and the position I play is pitcher. What are some of your favorite foods? Fish and chips and pizza. Mmm, fish and chips and pizza. Have you ever put fish and chips on your pizza? No, but I bet it's good. Have you ever put fish and chips in a cookie? Like my tuna cookies? No. Okay, fine. I feel like I understand where this is going. Let's get started. Are you ready for our first game? Yes. This game is called Emet Emet Bidicha. Emet Emet Bidicha. Emet Emet Bidicha is Hebrew for two truths and a joke. I'm gonna tell you about three special foods that we eat on Jewish holidays. Two of them are true and one isn't. Your job is to figure out which is the answer that is totally wrong. We'll play three rounds. Are you ready? Yes. First, let's focus on Pesach or Passover. The first food for Passover is matzah. This unleavened flat bread is eaten to remind us that when the Jews were leaving Egypt, They were in such a rush that they didn't have time for the bread to rise. It goes great with jelly, butter, and cheese and sauce if you're feeling the need for some Passover pizza. The next food is maror. 
This spicy horseradish symbolizes the bitterness of slavery and goes great with water. Finally, gefilte fish. Often eaten with maror or horseradish on top of it, this food reminds us of the splitting of the sea, which allowed the Jewish people to escape to freedom surrounded by little fishy friends. Okay, Micah, which one is the bidicha, the joke? Is it number three? Winner! You got it! Gefilte fish is not a food which we're commanded to eat on Passover. We just eat it because we want to. Micah, do you like gefilte fish? Yes. Yes? Do you eat it with horseradish? No. What do you eat with your gefilte fish? Um, I like it by itself. Have you ever had gefilte fish with french fries? No. Mm, I'm telling you, the possibilities are there, Micah. You just got to experiment. Let's move on to our next holiday. How about Hanukkah? Our first food is latkes. Latkes, or fried fritters, are usually made from potatoes, but they can be made with a variety of different vegetables, including sweet potatoes, parsnips, or even zucchini. The important thing is that it's fried to remind us of the oil that was needed when the Jews re-entered the Holy Temple, and while we could only find oil for a day, it lasted for eight. Next up, French fries. Like latkes, French fries represent another oily food made from potatoes to celebrate the miracle of the oil and the miracle of the ketchup. You remember that miracle, right? And last, we have jelly donuts. Like latkes and french fries before them, jelly donuts, or sufganiyot in Hebrew, are an oily, fried, delicious snack. So Micah, which do you think of those three Hanukkah foods is the joke? Um, I think it is number two. Winner! That's right, number two, French fries are not a traditional Hanukkah food, but the miracle of the ketchup is totally a real thing. Okay, for our final round, let's go back to the start of the year and focus on foods related to Rosh Hashanah. Remember, two of these foods are traditional foods for the holiday and one, not so much. Let's start with pomegranate. Pomegranate, or rimon in Hebrew, is a fruit with lots of yummy red seeds. They are a special symbolic food for the holiday as we hope that our good deeds are as numerous as the seeds in the fruit. And trust me, it's a lot of seeds. Next, what about etrog? An etrog, known as a citron in English, is a fragrant citrus fruit that looks a lot like a lemon. I wonder if there are ever any citron-aid stands in the summer instead of lemonade stands. Hmm. And finally, honey, an ooey-gooey yummy treat that's great on challah or apples. I like mine in a hot cup of tea. Micah, can you tell me which of these foods is not associated with Rosh Hashanah? Is it number two? Winner! Absolutely! The etrog is a special fruit that we use for Sukkot, but not for Rosh Hashanah. Also, we don't eat it. We just kind of shake it around, so so much for not playing with our food.
Now it's time for a segment I like to call Chokhmat Hahamonim. Chokhmat Hahamonim, wisdom of the crowds. Chokhmat Hahamonim is Hebrew for wisdom of the crowds. This is the part of the show when we hear from some incredible kids all answering the same question. This week, we asked students at the Shefa School in Manhattan to tell us about the best meal they ever had. The best meal that I've ever had has to be matzo balls on a Shabbos night that were served by my mom. My favorite meal is um, mac and cheese balls. Grilled cheese. Meat tacos. It's called Taco Tuesday, and it's fun. I went out for dinner to celebrate my birthday. I had pizza and then a cake. Pizza from Pizza Time. Short ribs I had at my friend's house. Crispy rice with spicy salmon, and I was in love ever since. Sushi from this restaurant in New York called Poke. A place in Florida that had one of the best creamy nacho cheese in the world. The juice of the chicken would go into the rice. Oh, I felt like I was in heaven. So last week, I was at a restaurant and I ordered this chicken, one huge chicken wing. Yeah, I was like, huge. I felt so good that I want so much more, but my tummy was like, no thank you. sounded delicious. Micah, what about you? What's the best meal you ever had? I think it was pizza. Was it like really fancy pizza? Yes. Pizza with pineapple and olives. That sounds really interesting. Maybe I'll try that. Listeners, all of you have homework. It's not your regular Hebrew school homework. You all have homework to go home and try pizza with pineapple and olives. Report back. Let us know what you think. Are you ready for our next game? Yes. It's time for Eavesdropping on History. Eavesdropping on History. Like everyone else out there, I have my own personal time machine. Micah, you have one as well, right? No, I don't think I have one. What? What do you mean you don't have a time machine? Everyone is getting them. They're like the newest trend. Anyways, I like to use mine specifically to travel back to the time of the Bible and listen in on some of those stories we know so well from synagogue or Hebrew school, obviously. So I went way back in time this week, but the little thingy with the arrow and the springs and the flashing light that tells me where I am in time sort of exploded. I was fine, thanks for asking, but... I don't actually know when I traveled to and what I heard. Can we listen to this recording together and maybe you can help me figure out what was going on? Sure. My dear wife, we have three visitors who I caught walking by our tent. I promised them a little bread. But you know we don't serve guests such small meals. Hurry, hurry, grab some flour and make your finest cakes. I'm going to go cook some meat. Um, thanks for the advance warning. 
We just heard someone who was really excited to have three guests and was urging his wife to make some emergency cakes. It sounded like he was also going to barbecue some meat. Any guesses what we just heard? Um, I think we just heard... Actually, I don't know. That's fine. It's a pretty tricky one. That was Abraham speaking to his wife, Sarah, asking her to prepare a meal for three mysterious guests. These guests were actually angels, there to promise Abraham and Sarah that they were gonna have a baby, despite the fact that they were pretty old. Abraham was 100 years old. Isaac was born soon after. Must have been some pretty good cakes, don't you think? Yeah. Do you want to hear a joke? Sure. Two muffins were in the oven. One turns to the other and says, it's hot in here, isn't it? The second one looks back and yells, ah, a talking muffin. That's funny. I know. I, I hear what you're actually saying. Stick to my day job. What do you say we hear some real jokes from our Hebrew school comedian, Joel Chasnoff? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hebrew School Stage. Joel Chasnoff. I love Jewish foods because they are unlike the foods of any other people or religion in the world. You know what I mean? Like only Jews could come up with our foods. I'm talking about Oznei Haman. At Purim, we eat Oznei Haman, Hamantashen. You know what that means? Oznei Haman, Haman's ears. We take the bad guy, eat his body parts. Oh my God, that's so cruel. No other religion does that. You never go to Christmas dinner here, have some Pontius Pilate toes. They're delicious. I actually like that idea. That's a, that's a great way to get back at the bad guy. We should do that at every holiday. You know, Passover, have some Pharaoh's fingers. They're really yummy. <laughs> Jewish foods are interesting. I had to sell Jewish food to try to raise money for my Jewish day school. I had to sell kosher for Passover candy like almond bark. Have you ever tried to sell almond bark to somebody who's not Jewish? Yeah, you have to explain. Well, yeah, it's like tree bark, except it's dipped in chocolate and it's got almonds. They're like, is it good? I'm like, I don't know, I'm allergic to nuts. I get a rash when I eat it. They're like, well, do you have anything else? I'm like, yeah, how about chocolate covered orange peels? You see, other people throw away the peels of their fruit, but not Jews. We take our peels and dip them in chocolate and we call it dessert. Yeah, that's what's unique about the Jewish people. Our foods are sort of, sort of gross. You ever think about that? That they're kind of gross and unhealthy? Sometimes, like Hanukkah, great holiday. We celebrate the fact that the oil lasted for eight days. We commemorate that by eating the latke. It was always so expensive though, these kosher for Passover candies, almond bark, Seder mints. The cheapest thing we had was macaroons. I was always like, yeah, if you really want to buy something cheap, you can get a can of eight macaroons for just $36. They're like, what's a macaroon? I'm like, oh, it's really good. It's like a big Hershey's Kiss, except it's dipped in honey and then rolled in sawdust and glass and sprinkled with staples. It's how we celebrate freedom. Every Hebrew school should have a resident comedian, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Micah, are you ready for our last game? 
Yeah, I'm pumped. This one is called, Do We Do That? Do we do that? Did I do that? Jewish people have developed unique traditions, practices, and, yes, foods over many centuries and around the world. In this game, I'm going to tell you about three food-related traditions. But if you know me, you know that one of those practices is totally made up. What can I say? I'm predictable. Your job is to tell me which of these food facts is fiction. Number one. Jewish weddings have several traditions that make them unique. Couples are married under a chuppah, a glass is broken at the end of the ceremony, and the lovebirds are often lifted up in chairs by partygoers during dancing. But the most important Jewish wedding tradition is the special Jewish wedding cake. Called an ugat ahava, or a love cake, Jewish wedding cakes must have at least seven layers to symbolize the seven days of creation. In addition, It's customary to save a piece of the wedding cake until right after Passover, at which point the couple eats the cake together, their first chametz, or leavened food forbidden to eat on the holiday. But please, do make sure you save that cake in the freezer and not, like, out on the counter for six months. Number two. Speaking of Passover, while Jews are forbidden from eating chametz, leavened food items like bread or wedding cake, on Passover, some Jews feel like this doesn't take it quite far enough. There are Jewish communities around the world that, in addition to not eating chametz, also do not eat legumes, which include foods like rice, peanut butter, soy sauce, and string beans. While the reason behind this prohibition is not fully clear, some suggest that this extra restriction was put into place because previous generations feared that Jewish people might become confused and accidentally eat chametz when they intended to eat legumes, which is all okay with me as long as you don't take away my chocolate. And three, since Passover seems to be all I can speak about these days, did you know that it's not the only holiday with a Seder? That's right. On Tu Bishvat, the Jewish New Year for the Trees, You can celebrate by having a Seder filled with wine or grape juice, dried and fresh fruit, and blessings celebrating the earth. Okay, Micah, you heard three possible practices. Which one do you think Jews totally don't do? Is it the one about the wedding cake? Winner! You got it. Number one, the Jewish wedding cake tradition is totally made up. Honestly, at my wedding, we just had cupcakes and they were delicious. All that talk about food has made me really hungry. It's definitely time for dinner or lunch. Maybe it's milk and cookies o'clock. I don't know, but if I don't eat something now, I might eat Micah. And luckily, that bell we just heard means that this episode of Hebrew School is now over and I can find something to eat, which is lucky for Micah. Yeah, I'm super lucky. Yeah, I'm not going to eat you today. You got off this time. Micah, thank you so much for joining me today. What was one thing you learned? I never heard about the TV show about Seder. It sounds fun, right, to have two Seders a year and this one's all filled with delicious fruit. Maybe this year you can have a Tupi Shvat Seder. What do you think? That sounds fun. 
It's time to go, but what's an episode of Hebrew School without a song from our house band, Schlock Rock? Take it away, Lenny. Hey, everybody, this is Lenny Solomon from Schlock Rock for Hebrew School, and enjoy Kosher Cake. is a production of Tablet Studios. The show is produced and edited by Daron Riskay, Robert Scaramuccia, and me, Sara Fredmanator. Special thanks to Lenny Salmon of our house band Schlockrock, comedian Joel Chasnoff, storyteller Panina Shram, and musician Kelsey McDonald. Our Tablet Studios team includes Stephanie Butnick, Leah Leibowitz, Mark Oppenheimer, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Quinn Waller, Ellie Blyer, Sam Hacker, and Courtney Hazlett. Want to be a contestant on Hebrew School? Visit tabletm.ag slash Hebrew School to apply. That's tablet, the letter M, dot A-G slash Hebrew School to apply. Check out all of our podcasts at tabletmag.com slash podcasts.
Chinese. What do you say? Number three Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese. And I'm playing the Jerry's.